Have you ever felt it? That excitement, that hum that reaches into the very base of your stomach and makes your whole body feel alive? Well, your life can feel like that. Each week, I'll be sharing ways your personal wellness journey can lead you to a life that literally makes you hum. We'll be diving into all things nutrition, mindset, connection, spirituality and relationships to encourage you to be courageous and brave with your life and most importantly, unashamedly you. Together, let's find your hum. Hey, and welcome to this episode of Find Your Hum with me, Kirsty. Now, this episode, I am going solo and I'm going to start to begin to explore the gut-brain connection. Now, if you love this episode, please take a screenshot with your phone, tag me on Instagram. You can find me at the nourishing way underscore. And most importantly, tell your friends about it. Being a new podcast, I would love for you to help me build the listeners. So yeah, please, if you know someone that will love it, let them know. I really hope that so many people will be able to take some ink away that can add to their lives and of course, help them find their hum. So if you get a chance, please also leave a five-star rating on iTunes as this will help get the podcast found. Okay, now let's get on with this show. So today I am going to be talking about the gut-brain axis and particularly how the gut can influence our mental health. Now right from the beginning of the COVID-19 or coronavirus, however you want to say it, outbreak and all this talk of lockdown, I have actually really been concerned with the mental health of a large majority of us. Now, for me personally, I know exactly what I need to do to keep my mental health strong. And some of that was actually taken away during lockdown. It made me pivot to have to find different ways of coping. Now, even with my toolkit of strategies, because I do have a toolkit to help me keep my mental health strong, I still found that I struggled. And my concern was that a lot of us don't even have this toolkit to start with. So I thought it would be well-timed to have a little chat about how we can give ourselves a little bit of a helping hand to keep our mental health strong by looking at one of my favorite places, the gut. Okay, I'm going to start by going through like sort of what mental health is because a lot of people instantly go to just, you know, like a depression or anxiety, but it can literally range from just feeling stressed more easy, more often through to anxiety, or it could be insomnia or behavioral issues, as well as things like depression. So for those that experience mental health challenges, they often kind of have that feeling of being lost or like the colors being taken out of the rainbow. They might be eating a little bit too much, or maybe even for some people too little. They definitely get a little bit more irritable, so they might snap or fly off the handle. I mean, you yourself will probably know this if you've been stressed. But you can also have that really kind of like hopeless or worthless feelings at time. Now, these may not be everyday occurrences. We all probably experience these kind of things in different stages of our lives. But some people will be experiencing it more often and often find that when they do kind of creep up onto you and start to become a little bit more ingrained in your life you find that you can't sleep you get overwhelmed really easy some people can even like forget things so hence why I really want to focus on this all-important part 
Now, some of you may have already been suffering with some symptoms and unable to find any relief before this lockdown happened. For others, you may not have even slowed down enough to recognize that this was happening inside of you. And there'd be other people that would be triggered back into old patterns. So I thought it was really timely to explore this connection between the gut and the brain. Now, I'm sure you've heard phrases like, I have a gut feeling about this, or this gives me butterflies in my stomach. Now, I mean, if that doesn't point to a gut-brain connection, I don't know what does. And I'm not saying that the information I'm going to give you here is a magic cure. What I do really want you to take away is that by looking after your gut, it can have positive outcomes for your mental health. And like, I mean, let's get real. If you have ever experienced any kind of depression or anxiety, it really sucks. And it doesn't even have to be at the level where you would go and seek help for, because I know many of us experience some of these feelings and we don't go and get help. We just literally keep pushing through. I mean, like it's almost become normal now to experience some of these feelings. So you don't need to be diagnosed to know that you need a little boost of happiness. Now, for those who have sought medical help, many people have found that different therapies and antidepressants are unfortunately not the cure-all. They try drug after drug, therapy after therapy, and this is because the treatments are working to basically cover up the symptoms and not really get into the cause. And I always like treating my clients by getting to the cause of what is happening. And mental health can have underlying causes that are outside of these therapies and these antidepressants. Before I continue, please, if you are currently on medication for a mental health disorder, do not stop taking it first without consulting your doctor, as well as don't stop therapies. The information I'm providing here is just that, it's information. But if you hear something that resonates with you, please speak to your doctor and with a qualified natural health practitioner. Because as we know, some of these things need a multidisciplined approach. And for those of you who are experiencing some challenges with your mental health and are not on medication, also please work with a natural health practitioner as they will be able to fully assess your current symptoms and be able to give you a treatment plan that is made just for you. So this podcast is very generalized information. Okay, now I started doing a little bit of research before I sat down for this episode. And can I just tell you, I'm going to run through some statistics here that literally really brought home how prevalent mental health is in our society. These statistics are for people that are over 16 years of age. In Australia, 6% of Aussies 7% of Americans and 4% of Brits have experienced depression in the last 12 months. And anxiety, these figures double. 14% of Australians, 18% of Americans and 12% of British have experienced anxiety in the past 12 months. Those figures are huge. And what is even more heartbreaking for me is when I was looking at the figures of children, so sort of that between 4 and 17 that are actually being diagnosed with mental health disorders. 
researching these statistics were heartbreaking enough, but saying them now literally feels tragic. Tragic because I know there is so much that we can do for people of all ages to help with their mental health. Now, in the past few years, the link between the gut and the brain has gathered credibility and had a vast amount of research poured into it. This is otherwise known as the gut-brain axis. Now, this axis can work both ways, with the brain influencing what is happening in our guts, and as we will explore today, how the gut can influence what is happening in our brains. The research actually started with animal studies, but it has definitely began to make its way into human studies. So in the beginning, researchers literally found that by tweaking the balance of the beneficial bacteria that we have in our guts with their not-so-helpful cousins, you can alter the brain chemistry of mice, making them more bold or, on the opposite end of the scale, more anxious. I mean, how cool is that? So how can this gut-brain axis be contributing to maybe your symptoms of anxiety or depression, insomnia, or even just getting stressed or irritable a little bit more easy? I'm going to do it in a couple of ways today. I'm going to have a look at the creation of neurotransmitters and how our gut influences that, the influence of the immune system and inflammation, and of course, I would not be a very good nutritionist if I didn't talk about the influence of food. So let's start with those creation of neurotransmitters. These are the body's chemical messengers. They are produced by our nervous system and affect functions on both the physical and psychological level. So things like our heart rate, our sleep, our appetite, our moods, and even our fear. These guys seriously have a pretty big job. They are literally running all over our body day and night. Some neurotransmitters you may have heard of make adrenaline, and these guys are responsible for firing up our neuron. And then we have other ones like serotonin, and we have GABA, which basically tones down our nervous system. And we also have dopamine, and that little guy can sort of swing either way. Now, I'm not going to dive too far down the neurotransmitter rabbit hole because that rabbit hole is the Alice in Wonderland style rabbit hole. But what you do really need to know is that neurotransmitters are super important for our mood regulation. So much so, it is well recognized that neurotransmitters play a vital role in many mental health conditions. So serotonin plays a role in depression and OCD. GABA helps with a healthy sleep and regulates anxiety and dopamine is associated with addictive patterns and our gut has the ability to either produce or control the production of these neurotransmitters. So let's start with serotonin. This would have to be the most extensively studied neurotransmitter and probably one that you guys are most familiar with. It's also fondly known as our happy hormone and that's because in the right amounts it will improve our mood. It is thought that up to 90% of serotonin in our bodies is made in our gut. Now let me just say that again, 90% of the serotonin, the happy hormone, is made in our gut. Now, serotonin is used to help us sleep, regulate our moods, our appetites. It also has a role in our brain activity and even our perception of pain. Serotonin literally stimulates those naturally occurring opioids in our body. Serotonin stimulates the naturally occurring opioids in our body. 
and I say bring on that self-induced high. I want to take you through briefly how serotonin is made as I feel that when you understand this, you will understand how looking after your gut can help boost this happy hormone and the other neurotransmitters. For our body to be able to make serotonin, we need a few vital ingredients. These are tryptophan, which is an amino acid that we obtain when our body breaks down certain proteins, vitamin B6, magnesium, zinc, vitamin C, and folate. Now, when the microbes in our large intestines do their fermenting thing, they produce something called a short-chain fatty acid. These have so many benefits, but the one to focus on here is their role in making serotonin. Now, if you think back to that list of ingredients I just mentioned that we need to make serotonin, well, these all need enzymes to help them react with each other to turn them into serotonin. This is where the short-chain fatty acids come in. They stimulate the cells that produce the enzymes that are needed to perform their reactions. So pretty much you can think of these short-chain fatty acids like little mad scientists and without them, the serotonin would not be made. We need to ensure that the environment in our large intestines is right so that we can produce these short-chain fatty acids. On the flip side, we can have an environment that hinders the ability to make and transport serotonin. E. coli, which you probably have heard of, and it is naturally occurring in our guts, and we do want it there in the right ratios, can actually inhibit the gut's ability to transport and make serotonin if it becomes out of balance. And this balance is usually thrown off when our beneficial bacteria decreases. So we need to work to keep those ratios in optimal amounts. Such is the effect of food on serotonin. It was shown in a study that you can literally affect the mood of someone via lowering their daily tryptophan levels, which in turn lowers serotonin levels. The opposite is also true. So if we're eating foods that are rich in tryptophan, we can actually increase our brain's serotonin level. Okay, now let's go on to dopamine. This neurotransmitter is known as our feel-good hormone. Like serotonin, it too has many functions. I mean, these neurotransmitters, like I said at the beginning, are very busy. So dopamine plays a role in our movement, uh, what we eat. It supports the reward center of our brains, which is also known as the pleasure center. So those feelings of joy and pleasure that you experience, that is from a lovely little rush of dopamine. Dopamine also plays a huge role in attraction and falling in love. And when we don't have enough dopamine, we can feel helpless, we can lack motivation and really lack connection with other people. And it's this pleasure that some seek to extreme that can drive some addictive mental health disorders like eating disorders, self-harm, gambling, gaming and sex addictions. When the dopamine is too low, depression, fatigue, insomnia, anxiety can all set in. So we can have too much or too little of our dopamine. A couple of researchers from Belgium found that like serotonin, our gut bacteria produces dopamine, not in the same levels, but can still produce it. There are also bacteria in our guts that effectively eat up or use the active L-dopa, which is needed to make its way to the brain to convert into dopamine. Again, pointing to that need to have a very well-balanced microbiome. 
at least half of the dopamine receptors in our body reside in our gut. Our brain and what is happening up there has a direct link down to our guts. So if we think they aren't connected, we are certainly living in a dreamland. Let's do our last neurotransmitter, and this is going to be GABA. So it inhibits or tones down the working of the nervous system. Think of it like the brakes of the brain. When we don't have enough GABA, we can experience insomnia or anxious tendencies, have trouble concentrating, and also experience muscle pains and headaches, which makes total sense, right? If our nervous system is always on, how can we bring ourselves back to that nice calm point and settle down enough to sleep or concentrate? Now, I know we're talking about mental health here, but I thought it was worth mentioning that GABA is also key in conditions like PMS, inflammation, and ADHD due to that calming effect that it has on our body. Whilst most of our GABA is produced in our brain from glutamate with the help of vitamin B6 and enzymes, much the same as serotonin, bacteria within the gut has been found to produce GABA. They do this through that fermentation process. And there is actually quite a number of different bacteria that can help produce GABA. Researchers have also found that there is a particular strain of bacteria that uses GABA for its own purposes and prevents it being used by the body. This is again showing why it is so important to have a diverse and well-balanced microbiome. Now, the significance of improving the gut to help with moods is highlighted in one of my favorite studies. This shows how easy it is to get results with using food as medicine. In this study, they got a group of healthy women, no gut issues, no mood symptoms, and over four weeks, they were given either a fermented milk product like a yogurt with probiotics, they were given a non-fermented milk product, or no intervention. Now, brain images and stool samples were taken before and after the intervention. The women that consumed the fermented milk product with the probiotics showed significant differences in the way their brains reacted to an emotional task. Their brains were calmer. Yes, calmer. Just from taking this fermented milk product with the probiotics. Now, those who didn't have the intervention had more hyperactivity. I seriously love this stuff. It is so easy to see how we can change our body through food. I don't think it's coincidence that in people with IBS, so people that are experiencing gut symptoms, their gut microbes have an overrepresentation of firmicutes. And these are our not so great bacteria such as E. coli and a depletion of the bacteroides, which are our good guys that can help produce our short chain fatty acids. It also makes perfect sense as to why mood disorders and irritable bowel syndrome are often found together. I'm going to switch focus here a little and talk about the immune system, inflammation and our mood. You may be wondering what the immune system has to do with our gut and I will definitely get to that. But first, let's talk a little bit about the immune system. We have these little chemical messengers in our immune system called cytokines. These are very similar to the neurotransmitters that are found in our nervous system. Now, some of these messengers are pro-inflammatory, meaning they cause inflammation in our body. And this can be very useful because they help us heal. The problem comes 
when they don't turn off or they outnumber the anti-inflammatory messengers. Now, these pro-inflammatory cytokines are significantly higher in depressed people compared to those who aren't depressed. The inflammation can literally be seen on images of the brain. As 80% of our immune system is on the outside of our guts, changes in our gut causes changes in our immune system, hence the link between our immune system and our gut. The increase in these cytokines and their influence on our moods are likely to be due to the immune system's interaction with a dysfunctional microbiome. And this is why I thought it was very important to talk about. Stress is one of those self-perpetuating issues when it comes to the mood-gut link. Stress is a common symptom found in mental health concerns and exposure to chronic stress can see people experience depression, anxiety, or PTSD. Stress is likely both a trigger for mood disorders, but it's also a driver in what keeps us from healing. Stress alters the microbiome and not in a good way. An altered microbiome, as we have already discussed, leads to a decrease in the production of that happy hormone serotonin and a reduction in GABA and dopamine. It can also trigger immune responses that cause increased inflammation. We know that not everyone that experiences stress will go on to have a mood disorder. This has to do with the length and the level of stress. It also has to do with our resilience. And this resilience comes down to our guts, or more so, the bacteria in our guts. If we have an overgrowth in that not-so-great bacteria, this alters our immune system and causes more inflammation. Now, hopefully by now, you can start to see the picture I'm painting when it comes to the gut inflammation and our mood. It's pretty crazy that these tiny little organisms, our bacteria in our guts, can have such an effect on our brains and particularly our moods, from being able to produce the neurotransmitters such as serotonin and GABA through to affecting the amount we have available, from being able to produce short-chain fatty acids through to being able to communicate with our immune system. There has been and will continue to be extensive research in this area. Scientists have already been able to link different strains of bacteria to depression, anxiety, and then link other ones to being able to help reduce the symptoms of depression and anxiety. I mean, how cool is that? And who knows, in the not-so-distant future, we actually may be able to see these conditions treated with probiotics instead of Prozac. I mean, how good would that be? Okay, so you have a better understanding of how the gut can affect our moods. So let's look at some practical ways in how we can help our gut improve our moods. First up has to be nurturing that gut bacteria. I've spoken about it so much during this podcast already. These guys do so much work to keep us healthy and most importantly, happy. So we can start with some good quality yogurt. Now you can either make this yourself. It's actually pretty easy. And if you do a search for 24-hour yogurt over on the nourishingway.com.au, you'll find a recipe. Or if you do purchase one, make sure it has live bacteria in it. Sauerkraut is another good way to get some great bacteria into our guts. And again, super easy to make. You simply cut up some cabbage really finely, sprinkle it with a couple of 
tablespoons of fine mineral salt like sea salt or the Himalayan pink salt and then get your hands into it and really just start squeezing that cabbage. This in itself can be great for your mental health, the connection to your food and you get to release a little bit of tension as well. It's a winning combination. Bone broth is amazing for helping increase your good bacteria. It also helps decrease inflammation, so double in there. Again, you can make it at home or there are some really great concentrates nowadays which will help save a little bit of time and also a little bit of space in the fridge. Both kiffa and kombucha help support your gut. Now you don't want to go too overboard with drinking these and again you can make them at home or buy them off the shelf. We also need to feed the good bacteria. So it's great that we're doing these things to put some good bacteria into our guts. Now we need to keep them happy and healthy. Doing this we include some prebiotic food such as asparagus, uh, garlic onions, cooked and cooled rice and potato are great and of course my personal favorite cacao. We also need some complex carbohydrates so our microbes can feed off these and they can produce those very important short chain fatty acids which keep the gut environment nice and healthy. We do need to cut back on the refined sugar intake. This feeds those not so great bacteria. So foods such as biscuits, cakes, processed sauces, soft drinks, lollies, chocolate. You kind of want to stay away from foods that have more than five grams of sugar per hundred grams if you're reading labels. Now this does not include sugar that comes from fruit or if you're using honey or maple syrup. When you eat a piece of fruit, it comes with all the fiber in that fruit as well, which actually changes the effects that the sugar has on the body. So it's very different from eating refined sugar. If you think gut health could be a problem for you, please seek help in this area. A natural health practitioner will give you solid advice as to which probiotics could work for you and how to best go about repopulating your microbiome. Sometimes we can even have adverse reactions to the quote-unquote good stuff, so it does need to be properly managed. And taking probiotics just blindly without rebuilding the environment which those bacteria live in, you're basically just swallowing money for no good cause. Now I mentioned that B6 was needed for both the production of serotonin and dopamine. But we also need a variety of all our B vitamins to keep a happy functioning body. And I cannot encourage you enough to eat foods rich in these. Not only do they make you happier, but they also just let your body do its thing. And the best part, they are found in so many of our foods. So meats, green leafy veggies, eggs, seafood, legumes. Eating a well-balanced diet with food you can either grow in the ground or pick from a tree or kill not only helps you get those all important B vitamins, it also helps with the diversity of our guts and as I mentioned earlier provides other vitamins and minerals that allow all those enzyme reactions we need to take place in our body. Remember those enzymes are like little mad scientists. If we don't have them performing these reactions our body can't do its thing. I also did mention some key amino acids that make our neurotransmitters. So tryptophan for serotonin, tyrosine for dopamine and glutamine for GABA. 
Now, tryptophan is found in beef, turkey, dairy products, dark leafy greens. Tyrosine is found in grass-fed meats, wild-caught fish, eggs, nuts, seeds, quinoa, and oats. And our glutamine-rich foods are all of our meats, dairy products, eggs, veggies like cabbage, spinach, dark leafy greens, Brussels sprouts, and even fermented foods like a miso. Now you may be noticing a bit of repetition here. Foods that help support a diverse gut microbiome also provide us with these amino acids and our B vitamins. This is because when we eat food in its whole forms, they have all the parts needed to make our body work. Nature knows how to provide us with what we need. We also really need to avoid the depressive stuff. Now, I may be about to become a little unpopular, but alcohol is actually a nervous system depressant. Caffeine, whilst it definitely can build you up, also knocks you down just as much. And for some people, this will trigger their anxiety and increase their insomnia. And both of these drinks have been found to alter the microbiome and not in a good way. Alcohol also steals away some of those much needed B vitamins that we need to make our neurotransmitters. Sugar and the preservatives in processed foods can actually worsen our inflammation as well. So I invite you to experiment with maybe removing some of these triggers from your diet for a week and just see what happens. I am conscious of not making this episode too long and too overwhelming. So whilst there are lifestyle factors that can influence our gut and in turn those important neurotransmitters, this is actually quite a big topic by itself. So we will dive into that one at a later date. So now a quick recap. A healthy balanced microbiome can produce or provide the necessary ingredients to make neurotransmitters needed to keep our mental health strong and resilient. Gut health imbalances are seen in people with depression and anxiety. Changing the microbiome or providing the building blocks for neurotransmitters can have a very real and positive impact on our mental health. To support an optimal gut environment and to help create those all-important neurotransmitters, eating a wide variety of foods, mainly plant-based, as close to the way nature provided is best. So to wrap up, it is very clear that those with mental health disorders have different populations of gut bacteria living inside them. We also know that stress can impact our microbiome in a not so helpful way. And the interaction with the immune system is a driver for the underlying inflammation common in mental health concerns. So in a nutshell, guys, love your bacteria and it will love you back. Cheers for tuning in to another episode of Find Your Hum. Don't forget to subscribe. Oh, and tell your mates about it.